Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Right in it's Sunday, and I'm back again, this time with another jacket audio uh, member. I don't, or I, um, jack off, maybe? Um, the one and only JD Cam. Sir, how, you how are you? I am brilliant today. How are you doing? Not bad. I'm not used to the whole Skype thing, so I don't know if this is the point where we talk over each other for the first few minutes. Yeah, well, I know that, um, uh, I was, I know when we were first talking Skype, you said, well, we could do like webcam and I had a webcam. I don't know what happened to it. I can't find it. So I guess we're going blind. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, just in case I, I, I groomed and manscaped, <laughs> but I guess that's all for nothing now. Well, you know what I should say, um, you know, now that you say that, um, 
I'm I'm going to confess something on this on this show right now. The last episode of Rabbit and Red that we recorded that was just released this past week. It's the uh, 4K or Fake K episode. Um, I did that episode completely naked. Completely? Completely naked. And that was because uh, just things got busy and I ended up just got a shower, get out of the shower, go upstairs. Obviously no webcams on. Uh, you know, on me anyway. And, uh, yeah. So I don't know if I could be comfortable totally naked, like walking around. And, I mean, what do you, what do you sit on when you're completely I, naked? I sat on the desk chair and there was no towel underneath me. So it's like the little like prickly things on the chair were like touching my, 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 my anus. And it was not, it wasn't all fun. I guess it keeps it keeps you on your toes. Well, yeah, you know, because you start to get bored, you know, listening to them kind of like speak about things, and all of a sudden it's like you're drifting, you're drifting, you're gonna go to sleep, you feel nice and peaceful. Whoa, no, now you're awake again. Okay, good. Wait, what was that you just said? Oh, okay, I'm back in some. Yeah, I, I got it. I get it. Okay. And I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing it's just you, uh, uh, John, right? That's your, that's your co-host. That's that's him, and we had uh, um, Dave Z on as as another guest from another um, podcast, Exploding Heads. Um, they were, you know, everybody's remote, so it's like he's in uh, his place out in Western Pennsylvania. I'm here outside of Philly, and Dave is in uh, New York. I think like upstate New York, I believe. So yeah, and everyone, everyone was naked. Oh, I don't think, no, 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 just me. Uh, just okay. me. So, right. you know, it was like, you know, I was soft the entire time, but I... <laughs> so it wasn't a good conversation, I guess? Well, I mean, you know, it wasn't very stimulating in that sense. I understand. I don't think I, I, don't think I heard that one. Is that out yet? Can, can um, you listen to it? It is out, I believe. Um, when did we release that episode? I, I, you know, when I say when did we release the episode, when I basically upload every episode myself, so I should know when I did that. Um, I'm going to say maybe this past Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday it went up. I think, no, wait, it was Thursday, I think. Yeah, it was right, Thursday. Because I, 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 I tried to do some research for it, and I started to listen to some of the other shows. I didn't realize there was an entire like network, and there was a whole bunch of shows. I listened to the two Sunday shows. And some of the other rabbit and red like going back, I guess, into your archives. Yes, yeah, some of those. Uh, you know, if you're not really the horror person, then you probably wouldn't be entertained. That's why, you know, I'm I'm here to be the buffoon and the idiot uh, <laughs> to kind of you know make some sort of funny. I don't know, but uh, I, I try. I liked it though. I mean, I you, I, I can't keep. A, I, I've seen some horror movies. They, I to tell you the truth, they freak me out. I I, I really can't sit through too many i mean if it's a good story i will but it's not my my cup of tea but i i do like to hear you guys talking about it it's like i i could i can listen to somebody talk about a movie i never saw as long as the you know the talk is compelling wait but okay so they freak you out now did have you ever tried to watch one? Oh yeah well i think what did it is uh when did uh is poltergeist considered like one of the you know one of the main horror movies the godfathers of horror uh i mean People can consider it that, yes. I kind of don't, but other people do. Yes, no, but that was I, 1982. 
82. Okay, so that's what I was thinking. I, I'm born in 76, so wow. I'm thinking I'm thinking around that time when it came out, I guess, I guess on video. Mm-hmm. Would it have come out like around 83, 84 or something like that? Pro- yeah, probably something. It was a little longer of a window back then, so probably, yeah. don't quote me, it was probably 84. Yeah, so I'm thinking that the most I was eight years old, and I remember watching it either i had two older brothers and i remember watching it i think maybe they were watching it mm-hmm. and i don't know where the parents were but uh you know at eight years old that was that was that was freaky and you know all the scenes at the tv and like the, the guy's face melting and like the maggots and stuff but i can still picture it as like a, a little kid and trying to understand what's going on right and and from that point on i was you know slept with the light on probably until you know a few weeks ago but i i remember it did it did a huge, it had a huge impact on me. I'll put it that way. And I don't know if that's what altered me for horror, you know, growing up and as an adult. So that was all you watched. You haven't watched really anything since then, or have you attempted it again? I, I think we also watched The Shining. I don't know when that came up, but I was, Ooh. you know, went, <laughs> when I was young. But no, um, recently the the Haunting of Hill House. Okay, you know, the, the Netflix the, thing, right? Yeah, yeah, I watched right. that. Right, I, I I kept hearing how great it was, and like you know uh, the storyline. Everybody has to watch it, and uh, finally I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to make my wife watch it with me. Mm-hmm. And I think I watched the first five minutes of it, and like I felt those like chills back again. You know, you're in a dark room, and I'm like, oh my god, you know, mm-hmm. you're thinking something's behind you the whole time. Like typical horror, you know what horror is looking for. But for me, it just freaks me out, and then. We watched three episodes that night, and then my wife, I don't know if she was fucking with me or not, but she was right. like, I'm not going to watch it anymore. And now I'm stuck wanting to watch the rest of it, but I was going to have to watch it myself. Right. So, so after, after begging for a few days, she finally, she sat down and watched the end of it with me. But yeah, that that did freak me out. But it was good. It was really good. I, you know, it had a good story. It wasn't, like, there's a lot of horror movies where it's, I, I guess the genre goes horror, and then you have, like, your gruesome horror where it's just like all gore and yeah stuff like, like that. The, the torture porn stuff like saw and shit like that you don't that's yeah 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 that that doesn't do much for me but i like i i do like my wife has like a uh tradition that she watches halloween the original halloween every halloween mm-hmm. so, so i've gotten into that and i've watched it with her and I, I can enjoy it now i do like it i like the way it's shot I can see it's a classic movie. The score, mm. the whole nine yards, you know. Right. It really is. It really is a good movie. It doesn't freak me out like some of the other more supernatural horror movies. Now you've only seen the original Halloween. You haven't seen any other ones. I'm guessing. No, I, I, I think I saw. I saw one. I saw two. I mm. saw three. Is where they went away from Michael Myers, right? Yeah, with the, the ma- with the masks. Yep. Yeah, I saw that. I might have saw... I mean, they're up way past four. There's H2O, all those other than the new one now. Yeah. I haven't seen I haven't seen any of those. I'll put it that way. I uh, saw the originals. Yeah, the new one. The new one's the 11th now, if you count it in the, in the continuity. But the way that the new one works... And see, I think that you would appreciate the new one because it kind of follows in tone with the original and it's a direct sequel to the original and it kind of erases all of the other ones. So I. So does, what about the one with LL Cool J? Wasn't he in one? Uh, he was. That was that was H two O, but that okay. doesn't that doesn't count anymore either. Like basically, the new one that just came out is wiping the slate clean. It's like you have the seventy eight original and that. 
Okay, and that's and then uh, do you appreciate? Do you like that better than the other sequels? Um, well, the sixth one is my favorite film of all time. Uh, so there really is nothing, you know, that compares to that one. Although the new one is probably my second favorite in the franchise. Okay. So, but again, I'm I'm kind of biased. I'm a Halloween fanatic fanboy type thing, so I'm biased in that sense. Um, everybody thinks, or at least everybody in my circle, thinks that I'm insane for thinking the way that I do. But you know, just, I just over, I can't overall, that that Halloween is a, is a one of the better horror movies, or that you like the sixth one well, the most. Well, I think that I like the sixth one the most, and also that I think that the newest one is the second best in the franchise, even better than the original, in my opinion. Because, well, I think the sixth one is better than the original. But again, that's uh, my whacked-out opinion. And that's the, uh, the Rob Zombie? Uh, no, the Rob Zombie one was... Holy shit, what do they count Rob Zombies as? Um, well, Rob Zombies, I guess that was the first remake... And that was, if you count it in line, that was probably 9. Because after H2O, that was 7. Then you had Halloween Resurrection, which was 8. Which was, oh, God. So, 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 so bad. So bad. Never watched that movie. And I only watched that... Actually, I haven't watched that since I got the... The Blu-ray box set in 2014, I think, was the last time I watched that one. And and before that, it was probably when I first when it first came out on DVD. Okay. So yeah, that's Buster. God, Buster Rhymes in that movie. Oh my god. Buster Rhymes Mm. was separate from LL Cool J. Yeah, he was in he was in the one after LL Cool J. Oh, wow. And he played this reality TV host um, of this thing called Dangertainment. And it got a group of kids together that went into the Myers house on Halloween with cameras, um, you know, for the entire night. And then, of course, he shows up and starts, like, really killing them or whatever. So, I mean, you know, and that was in 2002. So that was, like, before the whole found footage thing happened. Sound like reality show type thing? Yeah, I mean, you know, and... I mean, it was pretty innovative, I guess, for its time, but I just, I couldn't... I just... uh, mm. What do you you think of... uh, I I watched Children of the Corn. That was my brother's, one of his favorite movies, and I remember that freaking me out, though. Mm -hmm. Just because it was such a a low-budget type, you know, like... Anytime you get like a freaky kid, I guess in a movie, it kind of freaks you out. Right. Yeah. So. No. I. I mean, that is another like I love that that franchise too, and that went off. I mean, yeah, the first one that was like the theatrical and all that stuff. The second one, yeah, the second one was theatrical. I think the third got a limited theatrical, and then from four, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think they're up to ten children of the corns now. I think. It's still going on. Yeah, they uh, they released one. I want to say about a year ago, but it sat on the shelf for like three years prior to that. 
Now, what do you what do you think about keep going to the well and just keep making these movies, or do you think that they does it does it do harm to the original? Like, the, you know, how good it is when you keep adding on and just keep going and going and going. I mean, if they're good, then you know, by all means, keep doing it. But if you, you know, um, hit something, and 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 John, my rabbit in red coat, is gonna hate me for this, but when you hit like a Halloween Resurrection, because he loves that movie. But when you hit like a Halloween resurrection, you know, you you've you've got to like just stop and be like, okay, we made this, it's shit. How do we <laughs> fix it? Yeah. I always wonder that I I wonder how like not even just horror, but when you watch these movies that are just like horrific mm-hmm. and you think about like all the process that goes into like I love movies. I do love to watch movies, but like you think about how long the process was from like the inception of the movie to where they got the money, storyboard, the whole thing, and they got all these people together, and they just turn out such a shit movie. Mm-hmm. Like, like nobody along the way raised their hands and said, you know, this movie sucks. <laughs> well, you know, and you, you brought that up, and not that, I mean, I think everything Kevin Smith made or makes is, is, is gold. I mean, you may disagree. I'm sure that... Uh, if you've watched Tusk, you would you would probably hate it because I know that everyone else that I know did not like that film whatsoever. Um, but see, like his movies, for case in point, like uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot. How long ago did he write that script? Um, I think he said he's been he's had it for a while, but like it's like he's had so many different things. You probably know he's tried to do Mallrats too, mm-hmm. Clerk, Clerks Three, and I think he has like. I think he had them all somewhat done or had an idea what he was going to do, but he just kept flip-flopping back and forth, you know, because they weren't letting him make it or whatever. But um, I don't know how long he's actually had it, but, I, I you know, I've, I've heard him talk about it before. So, but do you think that, okay, since, okay, now since Clerks 3 isn't going to happen because Jeff Anderson's an asshole, let's, I mean, <laughs> really, let's just call it like it is. I. <laughs> Why? Like, what is his problem? Randall is... is I, I love Randall. Why... What else is Jeff Anderson doing? Why yeah. do you have to, like, bail on that character, on that project? Like, it's r- ridiculous. I'm, I'm guessing... I thought that, too. And I, I was guessing that, like... I guess the money's not there. I mean, they're not huge blockbusters. So they're not making, like... He's not making Ben Affleck money. So, like, is it... You know, is it is it worth it? I, yeah, I think as you get older and stuff like that, and I think I think a lot of people fall, a lot of directors fall subject to it. It's like I can't keep making dick and fart jokes that I made in my twenties, and now I'm in my forties, and people in Hollywood are like, you know, they they look at you as like a joke and stuff like that. And I'm sure that like uh, you know that Jeff has that too because he's probably you know he's probably he, I don't know what he does for a living, but it's not like I'm sure he's not retired on his clerk's money. No. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you keep going to the well to make that money, but I mean, I I couldn't imagine being in a movie and being a loved character that people love and not wanting to keep embracing that. You're like, if I could find one thing mm. that somebody liked, man, I would. I'd be the guy at Comic Con signing autographs. You know, forty years after my movie came out, my one movie came out. Exactly, because you know that you can. It's lucrative, and you can make a shit ton of money doing that, especially at these conventions with these people. 
Yeah, and there's nothing to be nothing to be embarrassed by. No, I mean, like if if you if you make something that people love, I mean, just a couple people love. I mean, it's, it's exciting. Uh, it, like, why not just keep doing it? I, it and it's got to be it's got to be fun. Can you imagine being on a movie set and being one of the principal actors? Oh, I mean, especially yeah. on a Smith film. I mean, really. Right. I mean, yeah, it's got to be great. I mean, it seems like it's so relaxed. It's funny. You know, it's a comedy. You're not doing a drama. It, it, it's. I, I couldn't imagine a better life than doing something like that. So, what was kind of like your introduction to Kevin Smith? Like, what brought you into that world? Um. I can't, I can't. I was trying to think of that. Like when it was, I, I, I got in right around the you know the the, the first three movies. You know, it was Clark, Smallrats, and, and Chase and Amy, and I think I discovered it somehow. And then I went back and I watched them all multiple times, and just you know, I, it was also like I forget when it came out, but I was probably in my twenties. Mm-hmm. You know, at that point, you know, you're soul searching stuff like that, and like. The stuff that he writes really—that's why I, that's why I like it so much—is that he's he, he's a he writes funny dialogue. He has great characters, but it also mixes in life lessons. You know, like each one of them has some kind of like, you know, it's like uh, it's like when you're watching the Brady Bunch, and all of a sudden at the end, you know, you watch something fun and you learn something at the end. It, it, it was it was a mix of everything. Like you could sit there and you could you could identify with it. And I probably did identify with some of the things in the first three movies at that time of my life. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm not like, I wouldn't say I'm like a fanboy. Like, I don't like, I, I wouldn't, there's nobody I would really search around for to go see or something like that. Or somebody that I, I, you know, every time they do something, I'm jumping on top of it. But I, I really like his movies and I think I watched them a dozen times each. Right. Yeah. No. And for me, I mean, um, the way that worked was, my cousin used to do um, duty tow up in like New Hope area. So um, I remember one night I was staying over at his house. I guess it was when Clerks had, I guess it was like a little bit after it came out on video. And I had wanted to go to the movies to see it because I didn't know who Kevin Smith was. I just remember seeing like commercials for this black and white movie called Clerks, you know, in a convenience store. And I was into, like, doing the movies and stuff like that. And I'm like, hmm. I'm like, this seems really interesting that this guy can, like, do this. That he can, like, make this movie. So I really kind of want to go see it. So it ended up hitting the movies. I never got to see it. So flash forward, um, at my cousin's house, staying there overnight. He's out on duty tow. He comes home the next morning. And he says, you won't believe what I found in... A car. Somebody left this in a car. So he pulls out a Blockbuster video VHS case. So I guess somebody rented Clerks and left it in their car wreck. And uh, yeah, obviously they never returned it. So they're going to get a hefty charge. Did you say duty tell? Yeah, like duty tell. Like, um, you know, when you go and you... um, What is it? You get like... um, You're kind of like on call. For, like, if accidents or something happens out in the area, like, for a certain uh, amount of time. Usually he did it for, like, uh, 12 hours, like an overnight deal. And what does he do? Uh, well, he doesn't do it anymore. He did uh. that, like, you know, back in the day. But he would go out with a flatbed and or a tow truck and basically tow the car back uh, okay. to a garage or something, you know, where it would be stored. And then they would, you know, insurance companies would come out 
and you know they decide what they want to do with it at that point or whatever. I got you. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, that's that, <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. No, so so um, so basically he got out the blockbuster VHS tape, and it was Clerks, and I said, no shit. I'm like, you know, I wanted to go to the movies to see this, and I didn't get the chance. He's like, well, you know, let let's watch it. So put it in, watched it, and instantly I was like, you know what? I was like, to me, it was like the greatest thing I've ever seen because I'm like. You know, and then I went and I read some of the background on how he did it, and I'm like, this is great. I'm like, if this guy can do something like this, then anybody can do it. Yeah, it is inspirational when you think about it. Like, you know, and the guy still talks about it today. Like, you know, how many years ago is that? And he still, every time I've seen him, and every time you see him on like a show or something like that, he always makes a point to be like, you know, do you do your dream? You know, look, look where it got me. Everybody should go out and, and at least try and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so I can see how, like, you know, it can inspire a lot of people, and I'm sure it has. Yeah, I mean, you know, definitely. So then, after that, I just, you know, I got, I pretty much was on the Kevin Smith bandwagon, for better or worse. And, yeah, uh, I mean, I, 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 I was really into it, and then, um, I think, because, like, when I came out, it was, like, pre-internet, or, or like, you know, um, it was, like, bulletin boards and stuff like that. Right. And there was a, and there was a point where they started to come out, and, um, I forget what it was when uh, I I won I won like some contest. It wasn't like a contest. They on the bulletin board they were like write an email and say why you want to meet uh, Kevin Smith and Jay and you know and some people we picked to come up and uh and I got picked and got to go up to the stash for like a private like meeting not like private but you know you were like in groups of ten at a time and they might have let like fifty people go in and just hang out for a little bit and that was so that was the start of it. That was after, yeah, after I was like, well, you know, that was the first time I got up to the stash and I got right. to meet him and stuff like that. And, you know, it's the whole thing where you're like, you don't want to meet your your idols or not even, you know, people you look up through stars, you know, you don't want to meet them because you don't want them to be dicks. Right. But uh, he was, he was really, he was really awesome. Took time to talk to everybody. Jay was a little bit of a dick because uh, I guess that was his drug time. <laughs> he, was, he was, he was a little bit of an asshole. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought me and him might might have gotten to like uh, had some words, but uh. <laughs> but uh, but Kevin was really good because I went up there and and and, and uh, you know I, it's so weird when you when somebody is there that people want to see everybody hoards them and it's like what do you do you run up and like you know like spend time with me and stuff like that so I hung back and I looked at the store and I saw him I'm like I'm like oh I wanted the picture man you think I can get a picture with you and Jay and he's like oh yeah 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 so. They had like a, a lot of time that we were on there, and I guess the time was up, and they were like, uh, "Yeah, everybody's gonna go." You know, next 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 ten people are coming in, and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit!" You know, I missed my window. And Kevin was like, "Kevin saw me, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you wanted that picture, man.' He's like, let me go get Jay.' So he walked out. Jay was somewhere else. He walked out. He got Jay. They came back, and then, you know, they they took my camera and somebody took pictures of it. But it was real awesome. Like he didn't have to do that. Right. You know, there's no there was nobody in there but me and him, and he was like, "Let let me do this." I I remember you said you wanted this. And, you know, he could have just went and said the next time, but he was really approachable. Wow. Now, see, why can't he respond to my request for interviews? <laughs> yeah, I've he's, been he's tough. Oh, I've been trying to get him for years. I mean, really, for years. And I get nothing. And I tried to contact his mother-in-law, because I think his mother-in-law was his manager at one point. Or really? Public, yeah, something like that. And nothing. I got nothing. 
So, Kevin, if you're listening, and I know you probably are because JD retweets everything and tags you in every fucking thing. <laughs> if you're listening, I want you on this fucking show. Maybe not this show, maybe Rabbit and Red, maybe something, but you have to come on something, goddammit. Please. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, w- I would love to ask him some questions because I really haven't heard a lot of interviews um, and a lot of good interviews. You know, I hear the interviews sometimes when a movie's coming out and they ask about the movie, but I would. I would love to hear some other stuff because we went to the uh, the Volgathon mm-hmm. uh, just recently. The last one with uh, with Joe and I, he he built it as like they were going to do podcasts in between each movie and like questionnaire and stuff like that. Right, and and <laughs> it went like they stopped the movie. He came up and it was so fast. Like he might have answered one question, mm-hmm. not because he didn't give it a lot of time, but because like have you seen anything? He'll he'll take one thing and go off for half an hour. Oh yeah. So, like, you never. Joe wanted to ask a question, and I was like, I'm not even going to try because I already realized what was going on. But I, there was no way you were going to do the question. We were there for 14 hours, and he might have answered five questions. Oh my god. Yeah, that was a long day. It was so bad. I felt bad because I fell asleep during like one of the last movies right you know and and, it, and we're in the joe and i are like in the third row and the directors look right there and i'm you know i'm passed out with like you know pop popcorn all over me <laughs> oh my god that's great that's yeah, that's I, great i think it was drawing flies mm. well and, yeah that that you know that that one is kind of uh, that was tough for me to sit through and i watched it at home on the dvd and yeah, I, I, I hated it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, and I think, and the whole reason I bought it, and I said this to Joe on, on the last show, I think, was because Jason Lee was in it. And I was, you know, I I dig Jason Lee. So I'm like, well, this isn't, you know, it's kind of like Kevin Smith connected, so I should buy this. And I watched and I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I bought it too. And I, I, and I was like. And I, I, I never watched it. I still have it probably in the plastic from the original DVD I bought. Oh, and uh, just because I was buying, you know, I was buying everything that Kevin Smith had. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, that was the first time I saw it was at the Volgathon. And I was, it, it, I didn't like it and just went to sleep. But I felt bad because they had the director up there and he was like answering questions. And you could tell people weren't really into it. And they uh. really weren't asking anything. It was kind of like I, I kind of had douche chills sitting there. Yeah, I felt was... bad for the guy. Very awkward, it sounds. Really awkward. Ugh. But Kevin Smith did say something that was interesting. He's like, when they did Drawing, uh, drawing Flies, uh, like, he, he once he made his movies, like, I guess whatever company was that was like, here, here's some money, do some other stuff. So he had some of his friends. That's how Drawing Flies got it. He, he's like, here, let's make a movie. And he said that they cast Jason Lee, and he said his performance on that, even though he wasn't with Kevin Smith, blew him away. And he said that's when he knew he could make him Brody and Mallrats. Ah, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that it was Mallrats because he was saying the timing. I think Drawing Flies is before Mallrats. Yeah, I, that was '94, I think. Yeah, so that makes sense. Because Clerks was like '94, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I think Clerks shot in '93. I think it was released in '94, shot in '93. I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a long day. I mean, that was like. I think we were there 14 hours. Uh, that was it, that was a long time. That was my second Volgathon, but it was Joe's first. So, uh, I, you know, he liked it a lot too. But yeah, it, it, it's a long day. 
was he getting constant phone calls and texts from the uh, family, you know, wondering where he was, wanting him back home and all that stuff, or what? Yeah, I don't know who took the kids to dance class that day. It must oh. have been, like, they must have had Uber, and Uber very busy. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's, <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's something right there, you know. Yeah, he's a busy, he's a busy man. Yeah, I was very surprised that, you know, I got him, uh, you know, for this, honestly. I mean, even sitting in a car. You know, I guess that's that's better than some other people. Tony, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, Joe's Joe's very dedicated. Joe and I work together. Um, we still work for the same company. We're in different areas now, but that's how we met each other. We uh, we were carpool buddies, and we would drive to to work every day mm-hmm. together. So half an hour one way, half an hour back. But it's uh, so I I know Joe's uh, woes and how busy he is usually. Oh boy. <laughs> Uh, but he's not the he's not the only parent that does that. I remember you guys were talking about him about that. He he does it to excess. We we talked that he I didn't have kids until I was a little bit later. I have two now. Mm-hmm. But we had talked about that. I'm like I'm like, I don't know how you do it. I couldn't work all day and then drive every day. Like I think he was doing it almost five days a week. Right. Uh, and that's that's what I said. When I remember when I was with my wife and we had kids, I'm like I'm all for them doing things, but I don't want it to be every day. Like we got to have some kind of break. We'll yeah, chill. Definitely. Well, how old are your kids? Are they older or are they, you know, younger? Mine are eight and four, so younger oh. than his. Oh, okay. But you know, they, uh, my daughter swims and Girl Scouts, and my son does uh, t-ball and stuff like that. So like the normal Americana type thing. So we're we're busy, but. I didn't want it to be where like everything was just going to be driving these kids back and forth. And right. My wife and I don't see each other because you know that's man that'll that'll doom a, a marriage quick. Oh, definitely. That's <laughs> that's you know that that's the one thing. It's like if you if you don't have that time or you can't make that time for yourselves. Right. Uh, yeah, that really does hurt. I mean, I don't. Uh... Yeah, you're not a bad parent. If just for saying, you know, yeah. Enough is enough. You, you do too much. Plus, it's tough, man. I couldn't imagine being young, that young and and doing that many things. You know, that, that much dedication. No, and that, and plus school and whatever. Oh, it's like yeah. when when do you have time? You know what I mean? It's like you're 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 at school, you're at sports, and then you sleep. It's like do you have time for friends or you know like it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, I know Joe's kids. I've I've met them before. I don't you know I don't know them too well, but. Um, I know they're really into the dance thing, so I know they, you know, Joe's never had to push them to do any of that. They, I know they, they want to do it. Right. Oh, I, I, yeah. I don't think that he would push them because I would, I would think that, you know, him having to push that, like, if that was the case, I would tell him that he's insane because why? Why would anybody push their kids to do that much? That's craziness. Oh, yeah, it's nuts. And when I was little, I, 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 I did. I did little league, but my parents were like, they they weren't there to drop you off, man. They were like, yeah, little league is on Saturday. Go to it or don't go to it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? It, it wasn't to the extent that we have now, where they're driving you all over the place. Oh, that's probably why I suck at sports. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. Oh wait, yeah, that's right. I do listen to Jackie. You do say that you're not. Um... Well, we're going to take a quick break now, JD. And when we get back, I want to get into your whole um, your your um, change of life with podcasting, so to speak. So we will be right back after this. Hey, everybody, Michael J here, 
and you've been listening to Jacket Audio's JD Cam. Well, now it's time to give a little listen to what he does in his spare time. That's right, he messes with those annoying the people that make the spam phone calls. So here he is, and then back to the show. Please hold for the next available representative. Hi, thank you for holding. This is Carl with the National Dealer Service. Before I bring our coverage specialist on the line, can you please verify the year, make, and model of the vehicle? It's a 2016 Chevy Explorer. Chevy what, sir? Uh, Explorer. Explorer, folks. Uh, Chevy does not make Explorer, sir? Are you sure? I've had it for... Two years. It's a it's a good car. I mean, um, would, wouldn't the would the I am, I am I am certain of that, sir. Chevy does not make Explorers, sir. It's Ford that makes Explorers, sir. Have you seen the car? I mean, I can I can send you a picture of it. It's got it says Explorer in the inside. Oh, I believe you that it is Explorer. So that means that your vehicle is a Ford Explorer, sir. But I pay my payment to Chevy. Okay, so is there any way that you can uh, find out, sir, whether it's a Ford uh, Explorer or 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 a Chevy and uh, a different uh, model, sir? Uh, I'm yeah, I'm I'm driving on the highway now, but I could probably roll the window down and look. Um, would it say it on the side? It's windy though. Well, it's just it's just on your vehicle's registration, sir. I mean, you have it. Uh, I mean, normally I have mine in my glove comp- compartment, sir. Okay, let me check. Let me open it. Up. Whoa. Well, I jumped out of the lane there for a minute. <laughs> I should probably pull over and check it. Uh, let me see. There's an exit coming up. Um, are, you, are you familiar with Newark? Wait. Uh, uh, okay, wait. I'm pulling over. It does say Chevy, and it says... Uh, wait, no, it's a Hyundai. It's a, it's a Santa Fe. Hyundai, I'm thinking of my old car. I, that's my problem. Yeah. A little bit of the memory loss here as you're getting older, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so it's a Hyundai Santa Fe then, correct? Yeah, it's green. Okay, sir, and uh, is that a 2016, sir, or is it a different year, sir? Uh, it's 2015. 15, okay. My wife bought it. She, uh, from, she, she likes the Hyundais. I was against the, uh, you know, okay. the foreign cars, but, um, yeah, she likes it. She says it's safe, and I, you know, I don't trust that. I was in, yeah. the, I was in the war, and, uh, yeah, I always vowed that I would buy American-made, but, you know, things change, and the wife gets what the wife wants. Are you married? Yeah, no, sir, but I would, uh, I do agree with you, though, sir. You know, you gotta give the wife what she wants, sir. Right, right, right. You know, uh, she goes out a lot, and, uh, she has friends, a lot of male friends, but... I'm okay with it because I trust her. She's a she's a good woman. Okay, and uh, approximately how many miles do you have on this vehicle, sir? Oh, my wife. She's uh, she's seventy two years old. You know, a lot of a lot of miles. They're rough miles, but she's she's still your, she's my wife, your and vehicle, I sir. I love her. Uh, how many she, miles? How has, many miles do you have on your vehicle, sir? On your Hyundai? Sir? Oh, uh, she doesn't drive the Hyundai. She has her own car, so um, it's it's mostly. Um, I would say I, I drive it back and forth. Uh, to, we go to church, and sometimes on the weekends we like to go to the, uh, there's a red lobster. Well, how many miles, sir? Uh, I'm inquiring as to the level of the miles on, on this vehicle, sir. How many miles do you have on this vehicle? 
I'd say uh, about 12,000. 12,000, correct? Yes. And you said it's 2015, right? 2015. We bought it in 2016, though. Does that that matter? Okay. Uh, Well, then that means that this vehicle is still currently covered by the manufacturer, sir. Uh, Is that the only vehicle you own? Um, I have a, uh, oh, what is that called? A Chevy Explorer. Yes, that, uh, it's, that is also green, uh, and, but we don't drive it much. Okay, it's you a, have a great day. Okay, a, goodbye, sir. I, you should, uh, call, can you call me? <laughs> All right, and we're back. And as promised, because I'm not like another podcast where we promise things or, you know, throw ideas out there and then not get back to them, um... I want to get to the genesis of JD's uh, podcasting career here. So how did it all start for you, bud? Uh, Let's go back far. Uh, Like I said, how Joe and I would um, drive to work together. We were at carpool. Mm -hmm. And it was about a half an hour each way. And, and, you know, usually you'd be wanting to fall asleep or quiet in the car. But Joe and I got along really well. We would talk and make each other laugh and bounce ideas off each other and it got to be the point where Joe started bringing in his, his notebooks, his famous notebooks now. And he would write down all these ideas, anything from just, we would talk about movies, shows, about talk shows, about t-shirts, you know, funny, you know, it was all kinds of things. And, and cause Joe's a very creative guy and, and, and he kind of, we fed off each other cause we could, I could say something and he would, you know, he'd elaborate on it. We'd go back and forth, but he, he had mentioned at the time, I mean, this is probably 10 years ago. He, he had mentioned about a podcast and I had no idea what a podcast was. And I, I didn't know what it entailed. You know, I, I know radio. Um, and he's like, Oh yeah, we should do a podcast. And I, and I, you know, back then I probably thought, you know, you need all this equipment, you need this, that. And it's also, it's like, it's a weird thing to think that, am I interesting to other people? Like the thoughts that I have, and the, the talks that I have with other people, would anybody else be interested in it? And that's, a, that's kind of like a weird hurdle to have. So we talked about that, and I was like, eh, you know, I kind of just let it go because I didn't know what to do. And then a couple, couple, I guess it was a couple years later, I remember Joe, we would talk back and forth, and he said that he was going to start a podcast with this guy, Tony, that he knew from, uh, you know, back in the day. And I think Jacket's been on the air for four years or something like that, five years. Yeah, this is five years. But wait, okay, I'm going to pause you for one second. Okay, so uh, just so I'm sure that I'm understanding this right. Um, you at first, you know, suggested maybe doing a podcast with Joe, correct? He suggested it with me. Well, he, he suggested won't. it with you, but you... Yeah. Okay. So you just didn't want to pull the... Tr- well, you didn't know what it was at first. Yeah, so, I, I, we, we talked a lot of different things. So it was like one of those things, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah it was a pipe dream. You know? So, okay. But instead of kind of like nurturing and, and fostering that curiosity within you to kind of like, you know, say, hmm, okay, so he, he doesn't really know what a podcast is. I'm going to, you know, explain to him kind of like tell him how it works, you know, what goes into it, how that all goes. He's like, eh, he basically says, no, uh, fuck you. I'm going to go with this guy and do this show now, and you can stay doing whatever. 
I, I think there was a little bit more time between the fuck you and I'm, I'm going to do it with the other guy. Right, but, but eventually, think, but eventually yeah. that that's what happened. Instead of instead of you know fostering and nurturing your curiosity, he basically just threw you to the curb and was like, <laughs> you know, pff, carpool. What the fuck you think I have to be loyal to you because of a carpool? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think from what I from what I've heard is that. Uh, that Tony apparently did some kind of recordings previously when they were younger, and I guess he, he well, had he did. He had equipment and stuff like that, and right. uh, so I think it was it was more of a. Uh, and I, I and I guess you know Joe loves music, so if it was going to be around Patton, um, he would abuse me constantly in the car right up by having to listen to all the different Patton stuff. Right. He could tell I wasn't receptive to it, so it was going to be. Tony was the natural fit, I guess. Right, but the thing is, the fact that you weren't receptive to it would have made it at least, you know, in 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 my um, you know, in my understanding, it would have made it a little more enjoyable, considering that you know you're polar opposites in that regard. Like you could throw new kid stuff at it, out at him, and he could throw Patton back at you, and you guys hurl them back and forth at each other. I think that would make for great great material it, I mean to me it makes sense I mean I I've heard every episode of Jackie's audio and, and, as have I you know, yes. all the patent stuff to the point where I could probably pick it out now when you play a song I would probably know where it is but it was that's what I would tell Jack. like if you if you saw the Twitter you know I, I would blow them up on Twitter constantly mm-hmm. I, I'd listen to it and kind of live tweet right. all my thoughts on it and I would I would call them out on everything and that's how they started to you know talk to me and my name showed up on the show because i would just i would constantly tell jail i'd be like look i there's a lot of interesting stuff that you guys glossed over just so you guys could sit there and agree and keep talking about how much you agree about this one subject right i mean i i mean nobody wants to sit there i for a long period of time and listen to two people agree the entire time no you like to hear yeah you like you know that's why cisco and ebert worked out you know you want you want you want people that are going to go back and forth you know, some of the time, but uh, you know, I would always tell them, I'm like, I, I, kn- I knew Joe and I could tell sometimes when they would go back and forth and I'm like, I think there's more there that Joe wanted to argue. And I'm like, you kind of stopped yourself. And I'm like, I think it would be so much more interesting to hear you say, well, what about this? Or I don't agree. What about this? And okay. So, and this brings me to another point. So when you were listening to jacket, like back, you know, when you first started listening and they would play Patton or some of the other music that you kind of like were not into, would you fast forward through it? No, no, I would listen to it. Uh, I would listen to the whole, because <laughs> I would listen to it while I worked. So I would, right. um, I'd have it on and I, I, I wouldn't fast forward. I wouldn't do any of that stuff. I, I even listened to the music at the end of the show. Right. But, yeah. um, yeah, I didn't, I, cause I kept waiting. I, like I, it's hard when somebody loves something so much right and you don't understand it like i'm trying to i was trying to see what they were so excited about and what was so different and 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 you listen to it and i kept waiting for something to like click in my head to be like wow this is great you know i i want to hear more of this but but nothing ever stood out to me and and sitting in the studio with them now you still don't like you don't feel anything like it doesn't like you know, bring you like joy. You kind of just wanted to end it. Has there ever been a point where you wanted to? Because I think 
Um, the way the studio was set up, I believe it's the two of them, and then you're kind of like behind. Yeah, like it's in between like a, them, behind, like a triangle. Kind yeah, of. it's like a it's like a coat closet, and the three of us. Yeah, uh, they're they're in the front, and then I'm in the back. Okay, so has there ever been a point where you have wanted to like attack and kind of like jump over them and like? you know, push buttons on the mixer or on the computer or whatever they're doing and be like, stop it! Stop it! Turn it off! Turn it off! You know, kind of like a Halloween 3 ending type thing. Yeah, no, I like, I I sit there, I, 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 now it's a little different because when they're playing the music, we kind of lift our headphones up and, and we can talk about something that happened or laugh about something. Uh, and Tony at that point starts going through, he's working the board and stuff like that. But I can still hear it, but, um... Yeah, I mean, there's. I hear some of the stuff, and I watch them go back and forth on how much they enjoy it, and I'm just like, nah, this isn't the same. I'm not hearing what you're hearing. Because they play every once in a while, they'll open up with like something that I like, a more poppier, poppy song. Right. And then they'll cut it off and you know, call me stupid. <laughs> did uh, So, okay, well, I kind of got a, a little ahead of myself here, but so how did that start, where you actually got into jacket audio like on in the actual studio how did that start well uh, i would i would i would send them i would say at least 20 to 30 tweets each episode just critiquing and 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 making fun of them and stuff like that right and then they start they started mentioning me more and then it was the whole jack off thing and 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 uh, they had me call in one time, which was horrible. Which is why I was, I was, I didn't, <laughs> I don't like calling in because it's, uh, it, it helped to play off somebody, you know, right in front of you. Right. But uh, I thought it was horrible when I called into them. Like we were stepping on each other. And it was, it wasn't great. But I, I'd be talking to Joe, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I like, I like what you're saying, and maybe we should have you in." They were talking about having guests, and and I was at that point like, I, I. I think it'd be fun, but it's kind of weird to, to to be on a recording and other people listen to it. So I, I was kind of apprehensive, but I was it was intriguing to me, and I like just sitting around with people and just bullshitting and laughing and you know some of my my closest friends. That's what we do. We sit around and make fun of each other. You know, twenty plus years we still do in our in our forties now. Right. But I and and. Joe was talking. I think Tony was a little bit more apprehensive about it. I don't think I think he liked the two of them together and it mostly being music. Right. And I would always be like, you know, I'd like to hear you guys talk about movies, maybe some some stuff that's going on, some current events. And then I think finally they just gave in and had me in. And I think it was Tony's wife who said something. She's like, I like the way you the three of you sound together. And Joe's wife, I think, said something about. She liked the way we sounded together. They liked to have an opposing view. Mm-hmm. And then they said they were going to make me permanent, which maybe a year ago. So I think I've recorded three episodes. Oh, that's on par for their year. <laughs> yeah, that's on, they've recorded five, I think, but I've only been part of three. Wow. So since I was made permanent. Well, they, they need to, you know, um, step up their game here. I mean, you know. It is 2019. It is the year of jacket, people. Let's, uh, yeah, know. it's a, it's a tough schedule. Uh, you know, Tony is a uh, a rocket scientist. Well, uh, <laughs> um, billionaire playboy. He's very very busy. Oh, you know, there's a lot of gulps and things that go on there. That's uh, you know, uh, 
Um, wow. Schedules are tough. You know, I, I understand that. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty flexible. I mean, I'm, I have kids, but I'll, I'll abandon them in a second to go mm-hmm. hang, hang out and make a podcast. You know, they'll, they'll get over it. Uh, I don't know how everybody else feels. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I mean, you and Joe, at least, you know, for this show here, you and Joe are probably the, the easiest uh, bookings that I've had um, thus far. So. Yeah, I'll tell you, I've been married 10 years. I mean, I, I sit in my basement and look at the wall most of the time. So, you know, it's, it's not difficult to make some time to be on the show. So uh, are you saying the spark is, is has somewhat um, subsided? Is that is that your, uh, you know? Say that again? How, are you saying that the spark has somewhat subsided? No, no, my wife's great. She's, uh, she puts up with a lot of uh, stupidity. If, if you heard me before in these shows, I, I've told some stories about our adventures that were probably embarrassing. And, but she's a... Uh, She's really good, and she's uh, she puts up with a lot. I'll put it that way. So ten ten years of marriage. Well, I didn't even realize that was that was that long. Man, that's uh, yeah, it's coming wow. up in uh, December. Yeah, even I mean, she's good. She, I I asked her permission to be able to tell her. We had a uh, our chlamydia story. Right. I told on Jacket a little while ago. I was surprised that she let me tell that. <laughs> uh, so. so you clear? Okay, so. Okay, so do you have like, all right? Because obviously, um, you go into jacket maybe not knowing exactly what you're going to talk about. Do you like just clear all of this stuff before you go in? So you know, you're like, well, I can, I can go to this, or I can go to this, or I can, you know, or do you have like a set for every time that you go in? Do you have like a set uh, amount of stories that you want to talk about? I, I like, to, I don't like to go in and like not have anything to say so i try to think of something that is topical and and try to think how i can get it in when they're talking mm-hmm. to you know i you know i always have a few stories in my head and if they're if they're moving towards that way i can kind of crowbar my story in for something but um yeah so like if it's anything like that story i asked her ahead of time i'm like would you be embarrassed she said you know no, nah, not at all. Nobody listens anyway. So, <laughs> well, there are those people in Mauritius. So, yeah, well, I, I think it's just the one guy, and I think he got like I think he got crushed by a boulder or something like that. Since because he, he hasn't listened in a while. I mean, you know, the life man. expectancy is like fifteen years old over there. Well, I mean, <laughs> I still kind of want to go there and find him and just you know shake his hand and be like, you know, you. You are probably the 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 only jack off that there is from the faraway land of Mauritius, or the faraway land from maybe outside of the United States. I don't even know. But, he, he's uh, probably he's probably setting us up for one of those um, Facebook scams where they pose as somebody looking for work or something like that, and they're gonna take over our podcast and use that as a way to to get unsuspecting elderly to give them money. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's the, yeah. That's about um. Yeah, I've had people like that before. The uh, the scammers where they try to uh, you know the beautiful women that try to get you to uh, drop five hundred dollars on the phone bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no sexy signals, uh, you know, looking for us apparently. No, it, it doesn't work. But you know, I, I was just telling uh, Joe, uh, Jack and Joe, that uh, I'm trying to get a, a phone recorder for the phone because you know how you get those robocalls all oh, day long 
Shit, yeah, I saw those things. The um, and they kind of keep the uh, you know, whatever the the Robocar, the the whatever, on the phone for like an insane amount of time. No, this is different. I, oh. I see. I I when they call me, I don't hang up, but I love to go through the prompts and I talk to every one of the representatives, and I like <laughs> to see how how long I can keep them on the phone for. <laughs> And I was telling Joe, I'm like, can we record some of these? And maybe if they're good, we can play them on the show. Kind yeah. of like a phony phone call. Because, uh, yeah, I take great pride. You know, every medical brace, uh, <laughs> car, warranty, uh, uh, you know, I listen to all of them. You know, and I talk to them. And sometimes I'll be on there for like 10 minutes with them. And they pitch me everything. And I ask them all these different questions. And I get, usually it ends up with me getting in fights with them. I, I <laughs> We usually start cursing, and I, <laughs> and then I hang up. Ah, uh, so yeah. so you're saying the longest that you've kept one of them on the phone is like ten minutes? Is that the longest, or has it gone longer? No, that's that's probably the longest because they. I think they. I think they have a certain amount of time that they have to get off the phone, and you know, I just I, like when they ask me, like the car guy will call up and be like, "Well, cut." You know, what kind of car can we help you with today? And I'm like, you know, I have a 2017 Chevy Explorer. And you can hear the guy typing it in, you know, oh. you know, they're in some other... And he's like, uh, yeah, Chevy, are you sure Chevy Explorer is not a car? And you know, I'm like, you call, I'm like, you call me a fucking liar? You're the, you're the, you're the one calling me, asshole. You know? oh, <laughs> so, oh, so I, yeah, like that's the last great. guy was asking me about... Um, about insurance, and I said I was eighty three, and I had Medicare, and and I kept uh, you know I kept asking if they were canceling my Medicare, and they were like, no, this is for other insurance, and I'm like, I can't have my I can't have my insurance canceled because I have you know mumps or something like that. <laughs> Dude, that's a show. That's a show right there where you just record those. You just do that for like yeah, yeah, an I hour, know. just going to oh. Oh, I, 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 I love them because, you know, they're, they're assholes for trying to con you out of it. But when you can get them real angry, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know you've done the Lord's work that oh, day. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, because all they're doing is trying to, like, you know, because I guess all, they all work on, I guess they have to have that certain quota for the day or something. So by you keep, keeping them on the phone, you're, like, killing that quota. So. Right, and who, do they, uh, who expects, like, have you ever been called and like all of a sudden now you want to sign up for a warranty for your car? Like you were just sitting there waiting for someone to call you or yeah, a medical man. or a medical brace. Like the uh. one guy called me up and said, um, uh, no, it was pain medication. And the guy's like, he's like, um, yeah, this is for pain. He's like, well, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I could use it. I've been waiting. I've been sitting here with this pain and I, and I, thank God you called me. He's like, well, uh, where's your pain located? And I was like, it's in New Jersey. Oh and, my god! And he's like, "No, no, where's your pain located?" I'm like, "Oh no, I'm in New Jersey." <laughs> oh my god, man! Yeah, I they're, all, they're, they're asshole. <laughs> but I'm trying to get a recorder for the my my phones that I record all your phone calls. But so far, they've all sucked. Oh, yeah, you got. I mean, that would be perfect. See, like, I use Total Recorder to record, but that's on the PC. I wonder if they have, like, a version for, like, a phone. Because, well, mm. See, do you have, um, Apple or are you Android? Uh, I'm Apple. You're Apple. Okay, you're an Apple person, too. Um, yeah, that voice memo shit, that that's not good. Um. 
I was thinking about holding another phone up to my phone and just recording. I'm gonna try. Be... I'm gonna... uh, see, and it sucks that like you don't have a Skype number or something like that because then you could just be on Skype and um, Skype has like a built-in recorder I think that you can record with or something. Oh, that would be cool. I think yeah, I think they have like a built-in recorder. So yeah, wait. Yeah, technically, if you did it on your phone, like if you put Skype on your phone, maybe you could still access that recorder while you were... I wonder. That's something to look into. Because I'm telling you, that would be, an, that would be you know, a hilarious show to freaking hear you do that for like, you know, an hour <laughs> at a time. I would listen to it. I'm sure yeah, people would. It's hard to make phony phone calls now, so you know, it's a different take on it, I guess, if they're calling me. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, um, so, and that's something else. Um, you watch the Goldbergs, I'm guessing. I do, yeah. I, I, I like the earlier episodes. The new ones are getting a little, some of them are kind of weak, but I do I do really enjoy the show. Yeah, you like that one. Um, anything else that you watch that... Um... um just Walking Dead count as horror? Would that be uh, horror for you? Well, uh, considering that I kind of bailed after, like, midway through the third season, I guess I could say, yeah, that that's horror, because... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, so you still... You're still with it. We're, like, nine uh, seasons in. You're still with it. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm still on the Titanic as it's sinking. You know, I'm, I'm going to be there to the end. Uh, yeah, it's got... It's, it, it's had its bad episodes and bad seasons. It's not bad this season, but it's... I watch it knowing that it's you know it's a dumpster fire at times. Uh, how much longer do you think it has, if you had to guess? I, I remember them saying in an interview they wanted to go like 20 seasons. And and uh, I, I just think they're, they're lost about... I don't think they knew the direction or the story, how they wanted to go. And I think if you were smart and you just followed the comic books... Right. Like the, and let them be like the storyboards. I think you could. I, I think you could just keep going on and on and on. I mean, why? Why end it? If it's, but that you know, they got too full of themselves. The characters started to get too, you know, Superman-ish. Um, they went away from what you know originally was made it so compelling. But it's still, you know, I, I got to have a show that's like appointment TV that I'm really into. And, and I've been burned so many times before. Like, did, did you watch Lost before? I wanted to. Like, I really wanted to get into Lost. And I had friends who were like, oh my god, you gotta watch Lost. It's so good. So good. It's the best show. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching. I'm like, eh, I don't get it. Oh man, I was I was so into it. But I was, it was so good because it, it, it led you to believe that everything that they were showing was going to be intertwined and all connected in right. this beautiful way and they're going to explain it all and everything has meaning and then they were just like at the end they were just like ah fuck you you know we're not going <laughs> to explain anything like you know and and I, I remember watching the last season you know there's only a few episodes left and you're like there's so much that they haven't explained <laughs> that they promised they were going to right I was, I was like there's no way this ends in a way that's going to wrap it up. And I just remember being so angry. I was, it was, it was like Damon Lindelof and JJ. Abrams. I was like, if I ever meet them in public, I'm, I'm punching somebody in the face. Cause 
they deserve it. And then you get the whole thing afterwards. Like, that's the worst thing I hate is when they're like, well, the ending is, uh, it's up to the viewer to, to come to their own conclusion and their own, uh, you know, and we're not spelling it out for you. The, the, you, you know, the viewer is the one who's going to come and, and make the ending what they perceive it as. And I'm like, that is just lazy writing. That's right. Like, that's, that's ridiculous. I, I watch a movie to see a beginning, a middle, and a conclusion. Not, not a beginning and a middle and then, you know, screw me. Right. You don't want a cop out. You want an ending. No, nah, it's just bad writing. Like it's any, anybody could have a good story, but to, to, to finish it in a, in a satisfying way, that's, that's what makes it a good movie. And, you can't string somebody along for six seasons or whatever it was and then just say oops so yeah I, I i wouldn't recommend watching that don't go back and watch it no no so if they reboot it because they're talking about rebooting it now if they reboot it will you watch that or will you just be like no i'm not gonna go back to that well now what i, what I do now because of it i've been hurt it's like the you know it's like the uh it's like the, it's like the guy who got dumped. I can't be in love anymore. I, I I wait till a show is almost over, and people have to tell me it ended in a satisfying way, and then, <laughs> and then I'll watch. go back and yeah, like I did that with Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, uh, Breaking Bad. Oh boy, I love that. What an amazing show! And it ended. It had an ending, and it was just that was. Yeah, that's probably the, if I had to say a perfect show, that's a perfect show. You heard about the movie, right? Yeah, it would. Uh, uh, Jesse Pinkman's going to be the focus, right? Yeah, that'll be something. Yeah. Do you watch Better yeah. Call Saul, or are you not into that one? I'm like, I think I'm in the third or fourth season I've watched it. I, I, I haven't watched the last, latest season. But I like that. That was good, too. Yeah, yeah. No, they're doing... I know they're... This season, That's uh, I guess they're going to be going into the fifth season. And okay. they said that they're going to do that and see where it goes. But I'm very interested to see what's going on with the whole uh, Gene character, the whole the black and white. Uh, um, oh, where they, where they keep going back to Cinnabon? Right. Yeah, I yeah, kind of want to see what what you know what that is, you know. Yeah, I didn't understand that in the beginning, and then you know each season's kind of uh, brought it along a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, I'm into it. Uh, they've they've tied it into the universe very well. Yeah, I know, and I was kind of skeptical in the beginning. I was like, I don't know if they're going to be able to, you know, do something that's even close to Breaking Bad. And at least, you know, in my, in my mind, this comes kind of close. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great characters. Like, the, you know, Mike is such a great character. Saul's a really great character. For them to kind of flesh him out, like his mm -hmm. transition from, you know, what he is to what he was on Breaking Bad. Uh, you know, you got me right there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I love movies and TV shows. Like you know, a good movie is there's nothing better than it. You know, a good TV show there's nothing better than it. So, uh, what's your favorite genre of, of movie? If you uh, yeah, anything just but like, horror, basically. Uh, no, I mean, I'm just like my music. It's like uh, I watch I watch anything from a rom com to sci fi to anything. You know, anything that's good. I don't you know even horror. Like I said, with the, the um, the Haunting of Hill House like I want to watch it but once I heard it was a great story and stuff like that I, you know I'm in uh, you know I might I won't be out of sleep well at night for a little bit but uh, I'm going to watch it but I, I'll watch anything you know I, I from the show you can tell I, I, I love Star Wars I love all that you know I grew up on that um, 
but I'll, I'll yeah, I'll watch any, anything that's good. Yeah. Now, let's push for that jacket audio. Um, I really think that we should do a, a Star Wars commentary or something. That's what I want, too. Uh, I've been begging for the Phantom. That's the only I. That's the only time I got really mad in studio to where I wanted to fight somebody was when when they were uh, when I was saying how much I hate the you know the the, the prequels mm-hmm. and and they were talking about how good they were and stuff like that and I just I no yeah, the I Phantom menaces the Phantom menace is not good. Oh, okay. Horrible. Uh, Attack of the Clones. All right, maybe I can give that a pass. Revenge of the Sith is is easiest, easily the best of the three, but Phantom Menace. I'm sorry, and I don't. I, you know, I know they have like a hard on for Watto, but yeah, no, no. It's it's so bad. I mean, it's just uh, it, the Jar Jar Binks, uh, the, <sighs> the the pod race, the the the. Anakin Skywalker yelling "Yippee" and stuff oh, like God. that. Yippee! I, mm, I wanted to fucking beat him in the head. Oh my! I remember being it was it was like ninety nine or something. Mm-hmm. I remember being so excited for that to come out and being like, "How could you mess this up?" Like nobody. Like, could you imagine going back and writing the prequels? I mean, any idiot who's watched the movies could sit down and come up with a better story than this and better time. Yeah. <laughs> It was like I, yeah. It was like getting punched. I remember being in the theater, and 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 I couldn't understand what that jabbering asshole Jar Jar was saying. Oh God, <laughs> I know. And I'm like, I'm like, oh. I'm look, I'm looking around like, is anybody else angry? You know. <laughs> and and the, and so when, I think Joe, Joe Joe hates it more than he says, but I I think he likes to get under my skin. But I, <laughs> I I just I'm like we have to watch this, and I have to watch you enjoy anything in this movie i i just I, I can't i mean i went to the i went to the uh the theater once to see it and then i mean i i i have the blu-ray set obviously because it's star wars i'm a completist and you know it's there but i don't watch it i've never i think the only time i watched it was maybe yeah the once in the theater and then when i got the vhs initially i was like you know what let me let me put it on again and see maybe there's something that I'm missing. Maybe there's something redeeming about it, and then that fucking Jar Jar Binks comes on the screen, and I want to fucking kill him. Oh my god! I hated him. I hated Samuel L. Jackson. Ugh. I I hated him. I hated the horrible um, CGI. <laughs> I, I, it, it was it was a movie for children. Like because I, I I remember when they were making it and they were talking about having uh, in sync. We we're going to be a Jedi's in the movie. Oh god! And I. <laughs> You know, I, I I love I love me an instinct song, but they I'm are so, good. How, yeah, I'm like, how how, how can you do that? Like, it, it's holy material, and like people, Joe and, and Tony always say, you know, I'm just some child fanboy holding on to. But I think like certain movies that if you're gonna do anything in that universe, mm-hmm. you have you have a responsibility. They're not just shit on it, mm-hmm. uh, like. Even the new movies, like the the uh, fan, um, uh, uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi, um, I really liked. But I, you know, Joe and I fight all the time about the Last Jedi. I think it's a beautifully shot movie. It's, it is. It, it looks beautiful. I, I, but I think the, I think the story went nowhere. <laughs> I, I think there was a waste. That whole casino scene was a waste of time. And just look what I can do with CGI and and. I, I, I yeah I, I walked out mad just because of the story 
even though it's got like like the, that the fight scene in the uh, Snoke's room with the uh, the red guards. Yeah, that was it's amazing. Yeah, but you know what? That was the one thing that that you know a major issue I think that I had with it. I mean, that Snoke thing for me, it was just like okay, you're gonna kill him off, and then what are you what are you gonna do? It's like he's supposed to be like this this main villain type thing and now he's like he's he's gone yeah yeah it, it, it just didn't make like what got me is that they what they what they're saying is that there's no storyline like nobody came up with a this is where it's going to start we're right. going to hit these points and here's the end it was like jj abrams did force awakens and then they had ryan johnson do the last jedi but they didn't speak to each other they didn't say this is where it goes they just interpreted the story from there yeah, so it's like, that, uh, how do you how do you do that? Like, how do you not know where the story ends? Because you can't you can't take it to where it's supposed to be. Like 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 if you watch, nothing really progressed in the Last Jedi. There's now you're gonna try and solve everything in the last two and a half hours of the last movie. Well, no. See that that that's that's where they're gonna get us. That's not gonna be the last movie because you're gonna get a ten, eleven, and twelve. I guarantee it. But they're saying that that's this is the end of the Skywalker. Well, yeah, this is the thing. this is the end yeah. of that. Yeah, and I mean that's what they have to do too because really, it didn't even seem like okay he was in the Last Jedi, but he wasn't. He was there, but he didn't really do much. No, know? I thought yeah, I thought I thought it was a I thought it was a waste of of of, of that character. You know, um, I just, I just, I I thought the I. I just really thought it was a waste of what they did. And now they're going to try... Like like in the original trilogy, in Empire, you know, you have Darth Vader, who's like the baddest dude, and you know, he's the main enemy, and then all of a sudden they introduce the Emperor, and you're like, oh, you got this other character who's now one of the bad guys. Right. But they tried to echo that in this, but they, they ended up just killing the one guy, and the other guy's good slash bad. Like, I... I I'm curious to see how it ends, but for the first time, I'm not super psyched about waiting for the movie to come out. Yeah, no, and I, I gotta see. I was much more, you know, excited, looking forward to Last Jedi, I think, than I am Episode Nine, whatever they're gonna call it. I don't even know if it has a title or whatnot, or if it did. I yeah, forgot nothing, or whatever. Nothing yet, but uh, yeah. <laughs> But it, it, yeah, I, that's the only time I wanted to kill Joe and Tony, like choke them. Yeah, <laughs> because they, they, uh, cause, yeah, cause they were they were calling me uh, a fanboy for disagreeing. Yeah, but disagreeing is so much fun. Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, well, Joe, I gotta say, man, it, I mean, not <laughs> Joe. <laughs> All right, I'll cut that. Don't worry about that. Um, that's fine. Everybody. <sighs> Nobody ever talks to me. Same thing in jacket. <laughs> <laughs> well, JD, I'll tell you, it was such a pleasure being able to talk to you on this episode of uh, the show. Thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I had a, I had a great time. It's uh, it's great to be back and uh, and and doing something. <laughs> yeah, well, um, anytime. You know, when I was actually thinking, because you know, we know that um, John. My rabbit and red co-host is not a fan of uh, Kevin Smith um, at all, really. 
Um, if I did ever get him for an interview, I was thinking about um, maybe like a you or a you and Joe kind of like going back and forth with me. With Well, actually, um, the way that it works is you guys would be doing most of the talking and I would just be uh, sitting there uh, listening because I don't talk to celebrities. Um, so, yeah, I was thinking about that if, if that ever happens because John... He's not a Kevin Smith fanboy. He does not enjoy Kevin Smith. He, um... Uh, wait. Was that... Yeah, wasn't it the one that I said, uh, you don't like Clerks, fuck you, or something like that? Yeah, that was the best part of that. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you don't like Clerks? He's like, no, you're like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, like, fanboy works. I mean, I sat through two Volgathons. I sat through 13 hours as an extra in Jersey Girl. Um. Uh, yeah, I've I've dedicated a lot of time to it. So I would love to be at an interview the guy. So Jersey Girl, you really don't like? Oh my God, I hated Jersey. <laughs> you really, really hated it. Well, oh. one, I know I remember hearing you liked it, but well, one, of course, he cut me out uh, mm. of of my part, which which hurts still. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, well, I hate J Lo. Yeah, well, I didn't like it. Did not like it at all. I thought it was him without going too long because I know we're ending it, but I thought it was him. He was just, he had his kid and he was like, I'm going to do a dad type, you know, I love my kid type movie. So that was the worst Kevin Smith movie in your opinion? Um, Yoga Hoser is pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah, I mean, and I hate saying it because I love the guy, but you know yeah. he's scraping the bottom of the barrel with that one. That's probably the yeah. first time that I'm admitting anywhere that I thought Yoga Hosers was not that great. And I think he understand. I think he would appreciate that. He seems like the kind of guy that if you were like, I love everything you've done. I love everything you're gonna do. I don't think he'd appreciate as much as saying, "Look, I love what you do." Something you know, I don't love as much, and and. He's even said that, like he's made movies that are going to be ninety nine percent, well, all critically, you know, panned, right. and most of his audience isn't going to like it. So it's like, you know, if I if I, as much as I love somebody and love their work, mm-hmm. it doesn't give you a free pass. If you're going to put something out that's not towards me, you know, not based on me, and just doesn't seem funny, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I don't like it. Jersey Girl had some good parts. It had some funny parts, but it was like, it just felt like a forced story. Like it was a forced, you know, dad loves his kid and happy ending is, you know, the love is between the father and the daughter. and It's not love between a man and a woman and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it just, it, it felt like it was out of the context and out of what he usually does. Yeah, so it was something... Yeah, I mean, I guess it was... You know, if you think... Now you're making me want to go back and watch it again because I'm thinking that maybe I'm looking at it through, like, fucking rose-colored glasses or something. Now it's like I have to... uh, (laughs) You know what? We should do that. Yeah, man. Uh, Absolutely. I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's got its its parts. There's some quotable parts and some funny parts. But, uh, yeah, as a whole... And he cut me out, man. He was like, the camera was like an inch away from me. Oh. Like, he, that's what I think. He was in the editing, and he's like, he saw me, and he's like, oh, you know, let's cut it right. <laughs> let's cut it right here. 
my god! And you were you were in as a uh, journalist? Is that what that was? Yeah. Long story short, is they 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 asked for extras. I sent my headshot in, and they were like, um, "Yeah, can you can you come do it?" And it was down in Philly at the uh, Hard Rock Ca- Hard Rock Cafe. Mm-hmm. And I got there, and I didn't know what to expect. And it, 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 the only thing that sucked. It, oh, is it all right if I tell the story? Or is it? Yeah, that's fine. Play? Oh no, that's yeah. fine. So I get in there, and it's a big scene, crowd scene with reporters, and Will Smith's supposed to be up at the, at the stage. And and I get in there, and they're like, you're part of this crew, you're part of this crew, we'll get everybody in. And they're like, anybody with a SAG card um, that's in the guild, of course, you you guys get up front. And they were they walked in first, and they were all like, you know, oh, these, these extras here for just, you know, they were professionals. And um, I'm like, man, I didn't come all this way just to be in the very back and not be seen. I'm, so I started doing the old Philly, you know, like I dropped something. I moved up one person, you know, excuse me. Can oh, I, you know, man. and before you know it, I made it from the very back doors all the way at the front where all these SAG members are talking shit about, you know, the, the guys in the back, the extras. And I was like, yeah, can you believe these guys? We pay our, we pay our dues and they're going to come up here and get on camera before us. Uh, Oh my god! <laughs> I grabbed like a um, uh, a pot. they were giving out Palm Pilots and you know, mm-hmm. little and and I you know one guy put it down. I think I I grabbed it. It was sitting on like a table. I I grabbed it and you know it seemed like they had given me props. But I made it. I made it all the way up to the almost to the front. But I went to the left a little bit. I should have stayed in the middle. Oh. And uh, and that's where they cut me off. <laughs> That would have been, you know, because I think if you were in that movie, you'd probably like it a little more. Maybe. Yeah, a little bit, a, a little bit more. At least your part, you know. Yeah, yeah, and then I, there was another day where I couldn't make it. There was another scene where they were in the auditorium. They were doing the play, the uh, uh, the Barbarous of Bill. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's it. Or uh wait, was it? yeah, no. you, Sweeney Todd. Wait, what was Sweeney it? Todd. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I didn't make it to that. Uh, another point. I, they called the same place that I sent my headshot to, the casting agent called me and asked me if I would go to Atlantic City to be in an HBO show, um, which I can only assume what I was told is that it was The Sopranos. Oh. <laughs> and I turned them down. I'm like, no, nah, that's okay. I don't, I'm not looking to be like, you know, an extra actor. And I, you know, I might've got whacked by Tony Soprano if I would've went. Damn. Yeah. Damn. That would've been something, man. You should've done <laughs> I know, uh, yeah, but that was, so that was, well, I already got turned down from Jersey, though. I could tell they were going to cut me, so I said, no, I'm not going to do it. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's disappointing. But, uh, yeah, I got to see Affleck. He was right in front of me. He didn't say hi or anything like that. Uh, so he was kind of like an asshole, or do you think that he's like an asshole type person? Or He kind of comes off from what I've seen in interviews and stuff like that. He was, he was kind of like, he was up there and he was, uh, during when they, and they weren't doing in between takes he was doing the New York Times crossword puzzle right and all the all the women that were in the crowd were just swooning over oh he's so handsome and look look how smart he is doing the crossword puzzle up there, so. I think he's probably just he's probably writing down like you know like poop and fart and all the blocks probably just seem so- <laughs> yeah he's just in there yeah. he's like oh well if I do this they're gonna think that I'm attractive they're gonna think that I'm smart okay alright so yeah but, uh, he, there we go. He didn't, he didn't say anything to anybody, but Kevin Smith, you know, talked to everybody. And Jason Biggs was there, and Kevin's wife. So, 
Okay, so then Ben Affleck is really like the Shannon Hamilton type then, in real life. Well, in the in the couple of hours that I got to spend with him, <laughs> so I would assume so. <sighs> That's very disappointing. Yeah. Well, if I ever meet him again, we'll see. Maybe he can make up for it. Yeah, or you could punch him in the face. Either yeah, or. Either or. Yeah. Either or. <laughs> <sighs> well, JD, I got to tell you, it was it was fun. Yeah, I time. loved it. Thank you so much for uh, coming on this episode, and hopefully uh, one of these days you can do it again. No, do I get paid for this, or like, is that later on down the road? I would love to pay you, but maybe by the time <laughs> we get to five or six appearances, then we can talk about that. All right, maybe I can get some sponsors or something like that, like the Casper mattress. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'll work on it. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, well. For um, JD, I'm Michael J, and this has been the Sunday Show. We will see you next time.
Turbulence. Boop, 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 boop. Turbulence. <laughs> Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.